Hey guys, just wanted to do a quick uh, intro before we get started. This is going to be our AJ Delagarza tribute episode. Um, yeah, it gets a bit uh, sad at times, but you know, so we're going to talk about it. Um, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Riot Squadcast. Uh, you can follow me personally at, at the Zombie on Twitter. You can follow Chris at ZeroCool138 on Twitter. Also, if you guys can go to our Facebook, uh, just Riot Squadcast on Facebook, please like and share. And then also, if you guys can give us uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, it really helps us out with visibility. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, this is episode 19. Welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode 19. Uh, it's going to be uh, an emotional one today, uh, as we found out that our uh, beloved AJ De La Garza has been traded to the Houston Dynamo. Um, we're going to talk about it, we're going to get through it, and hopefully uh, we can uh, find a little peace with it, but uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. As always, I'm uh, joined by my co-host, Chris Tucker. How's it going, man? Uh... I'm still alive. I'm okay. <laughs> All things considered, you know, uh, there have, it's a hard, it's, it's, it's weird. It's still difficult. You know, I, you, I would have imagined I woke up this morning and I was really kind of down. Um, I woke up at about 4am actually. And I was really down. Um, any person who knows me knows that, uh, AJ is my favorite player probably ever. Um, almost certainly in the history of sport in the history of the game of any game. Uh, and I'm not just talking soccer and I'm not just talking MLS and, or us soccer. Um, you know, it, I, I like hockey and I, I like baseball to a degree and basketball, but I haven't had a, an affection for a player like I have for AJ. So, um, it's, it's been pretty rough. Um, but you know, the sun still rises, so I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I think you kind of summarized uh, a bit of what a lot of the Galaxy fans are feeling right now. Um, feeling a little bit uh, betrayal, a little bit of, of sadness, and just kind of a whole bag of emotions. And it's just uh, it's a little hard to take right now, um, especially with just so much subtraction. And this is, I mean, the ultimate subtraction I think you could have had. Yeah, um, and I, I, I want to we're going to try to, to keep as on track and, and on the rails as possible. Um, we should take care of the initial business uh, just to get it out of the way. Um, you know, Lars is headed to Vegas for the San Jose um, game, California Classico, whatever it's called uh, in Vegas. And uh, the chargers are apparently moving up from San Diego to Los Angeles um, and we'll play in the StubHub Center for two years, right? Yeah, so um, I, as of the the Vegas game, I think the ticket situation is still being handled. Uh, okay. So uh, still keep an eye out for that when they send out the link and um, so you can guys can get tickets if you guys are going to travel to San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's just do real quick for the, the Chargers to StubHub because, I mean, uh, right now that's kind of like you and I and a lot of fans uh, – you know, we're the least worried about that, or at least uh, it's least on our mind right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Chargers are moving from San Diego to the StubHub. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all the reports keep saying that it's like 30,000 plus seats, which is it's crazy to me. But anyways, I've read one as high as 31,000. <laughs> yeah. I think strange. I, I think I saw. That, go sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was thinking about that MLS Cup final from uh, 2011 where we brought the bleachers in and we had maxed out at three at 30,000. And that was like capacity. If I believe if I remember the fire marshal standing, had to be on site or yeah, something like standing that. Standing room like it's it was just craziness. It was the end. But somehow we're squeezing in an additional thousand people. Um, I don't I don't like it. Um, it seems like we're now moving backwards to MLS 1.0. But we're also welcoming an NFL team into our stadium rather than us going into their stadium and playing in, you know, these gigantic cavernous buildings. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, it does say something for the, the, um, the current climate of MLS where we would have that kind of ability or authority. Um, it's, it's, it makes me lean towards the whole cost cutting thing where we're now it's the money. Any fan that says we're dictated by money and we're driven by money and we're a corporate organization. And that's all we care about is how much the bottom line is. Um, you know, this doesn't help the counter argument to that. This yeah. makes this makes it look like that's how we operate. We well, operate solely for cash. Especially since, I mean, from what we've heard, this is not a Galaxy decision. This is like solely an AEG decision to bring the Chargers. The Galaxy would have no authority to say, to my understanding, I should say, the Galaxy would have no authority in saying, um, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. This is our team. We're not doing it. It's an AEG building. Um, it, the, uh, I was going to say Home Depot Center, the StubHub Center is a separate organization from the LA Galaxy. They have their own separate budget. Um, they have their own separate administration that the Galaxy work in tandem with. And if AEG made the decision to move the Chargers here, um, there's not a ton that the LA Galaxy could have done to stop that based on my understanding of that organization. Yeah. And so we're told, you know, the Galaxy are, are it's our house, it's our home. We have first priority, blah, blah, blah. You won't see football lines. But, I mean, come on. If the Galaxy play, like, on a Saturday and then the Chargers are going to play the following day, how is that going to be feasible? Well, the, the I, I don't know. And and they've said definitively no lines. Um, there, there will be no football lines, and the Galaxy will have priority to schedule. Um, I think it's fair to say the Galaxy uh, front office organization have lost the right to – have my tr- my blanket trust on something. I think they've lost the right to have most fans blanket trust on something. So I'm I will be interested to see halfway through the season if we have no football lines and if we have scheduling priority. If that's the case, then hey, you know it's it's not really the worst thing in the world. Um, but uh, I I don't believe them. Right. They have lost they have lost my trust. They have lost my um, my belief that the decisions being made from a corporate level, from an AEG standpoint, uh, are in our best interest or think about us in any way. Right. So, Especially with uh, the, with the, uh, an owner and team, you know, flushing cash in, in, into AEG's pocket, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, like they're and, not going to, they're not going to care about, you know, little galaxy. No. I mean, it, Dean Spanos, the, the owner of, of the chargers didn't give a shit. Or, sorry. I'm trying not to curse today. Uh, didn't really care about the fans in San Diego for the people who have been lining his pockets for years. Uh, I, I don't expect that we are a high priority for him uh, when it comes to lines on the field or uh, our scheduling issues. I mean, and, and to be fair, if you give me the option of having lines on the field compared to our field being completely trashed, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I take the lines, right? Sure. And especially where, and my- especially in time where 
the the Chargers are going to start playing their home games when it's going to be around what our playoff time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, ugh, it's just it just aggravates me that you know, especially in a year where you kind of have to get it right. We have to get it right. Have to and, get it right. And so now, definitively, when when LAFC is coming into the league, we will be sharing a building with an NFL team. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at today. Um, it's our. This is already more time than I wanted to spend on the Chargers, but um, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good optics. Again, it's becoming a theme of this show. It's not good optics. Um, and I guess I guess one or two positive things maybe is that they're going to finally do some upgrades to the stadium that have mm-hmm. been long overdue. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, this is what, you know, this is you know, we can only go on what they're telling us. Yeah. So, if you're you blindly go, "Oh, yeah, they're going to update concessions, they're going to update the bathrooms, they're going to update hopefully the parking situation, uh maybe well, the, maybe some better public transit to the games." I mean, you know, so. Well, the Chargers wear white, gold, and like a lighter blue, right? So maybe we'll finally get seats that are color for our team. Yeah. Maybe it'll finally happen now because we have to to we have to bow our heads to an NFL team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all the money that we're supposed to be getting. We're, we're, you know, who knows? Who knows? And you know what? We can we can talk about it uh, in length more. But uh, I think uh, as we well, the st- second point because you said two points. The second point is presumably AEG will get more money out of this. Yeah, that will allow us to stop acting like we're paupers and stop acting like we're cheap and stop acting like we're broke. And maybe maybe the money that we bring in from the Chargers and the NFL will allow us to return to a team that can hold their head with any emoticum of dignity, any. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we're not we don't want to be the team that's, you know, kicking the dirt and be like, well, you know, we don't really have money to do this or we we don't have money to keep this player. We don't have money to make any upgrades to the facilities or we don't have any, you know, this and that. It's like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I hope it works out. I don't have I I think it's understandable that I have no faith in our in the heads of our organization to work this out in a positive way. Um I mean, what have they given us that have proven that they can have any faith in that we can have any faith in them? The the Galaxy have done at least over this offseason. And, and again, we talked about this last week. I think we're trying to front load all of our bad news and all of our, our, our negative things so that the second half of our preseason and the second half of our offseason will look really positive as we're just adding players left, right and center. But since. What? Uh, that second leg against Colorado when we got eliminated. Or at least since, let's just let's a nice even since the end of, of MLS Cup, we've done everything possible, everything imaginable, to torpedo any amount of goodwill this team has had with its supporters, any amount of faith that this team has has had with its supporters that they've earned from its supporters. We've done everything possible, and well, apparently not everything because we got a couple more things coming. But we any decision we could have done that would upset fans, we got done straight away. So I hope it works out. Um, I don't believe it'll work out, but I hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, of course, we're going to hope that it gets better. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah. Admit- no, no. I mean, admittedly so. I mean, we're going we're gonna to be struggling a little bit because it's just as much as we've been struggling this offseason to, to understand what's going on with the team, it's only gotten that much worse. Yeah. And it's it's and if that's the, if that's the mentality that that, you know, if we're, you know, assuming that that's the mentality to go in with like, oh, let's let's uh, offload all the bad news first. What's mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of strategy is that? I think it's literally the strategy for this episode of the Squadcast, though. We offload like we're getting the Charger stuff out of the way so we can <laughs> we can talk about important things and talk about AJ and 
and what that guy meant to the organization and, yeah, and, yeah. and to the fans. And um, we're literally getting all the negative stuff out of the way so we can, everything can go good. So I guess it makes some sense. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, that's just, you know, we're not a multi-million dollar corporation, you know, we're a, a podcast that, you know, we get, I don't know. I'm just, I'm lost. Sure? Words. Are you sure we're not a multi-billion dollar organization? Cause yeah. I'm recording this on a laptop that has Linux because I can't afford windows. So it, it might, <laughs> it might be, Little rinky dink. Yeah. Uh, let's all right. talk about my boy. Ed. Let's 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 get into the, to the reason we recorded this uh, this podcast. You know, usually on a we're, Sunday. Yeah, on a Sunday, we're usually recording. Uh, you know, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, having it out. You know, in the midweek, and uh, we just we just felt we need, really needed to get it out because venting on our messaging messaging apps and and online is just it's just not doing it. And I think um, a lot of fans just kind of want to have a voice to hear a voice of their own to, to speak out and, and say something because it just doesn't seem like the galaxy are getting it. Which, which we should, we should bring up um, at the end of this show uh, or earlier today, we put out a, um, a call to, to fans of, of any group, any, any supporting level, um, any level of dedication, as long as you were a galaxy, not even if you were a galaxy fan, really um, as long as, Somehow AJ meant something to you as a player or as um, a symbol or as just, a, a you know, as long as he meant something to you. Um, we put out a call for people today. We, we created a, a, a Google voice voicemail number that you could call in. It will be the number that you can call into the show going forward. Um, but uh, the number was uh, 562-641-LARS and... Um, that'll take you to our voicemail and, and, and we opened it up so that people could say something about AJ or his family or what he meant to the organization, what he meant to them. Um, and, and at the end of the show today, we're going to tack that on the end. Um, and you can listen as long as you want, or you can listen to a couple, um, Ed and I have obviously heard all the ones so far and, and some are really beautiful. So, um, I, stick around for that. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to tack those on at the end. So if anybody wants to listen. Um, so let, let's get into it, man. I mean, um, mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of already gone into a little bit about, about how much, you know, we've cared and, and love AJ. Um, I mean, you've seen the posts from fans on social media and, and just the outpouring of love and, and ultimate, like just not regret, but ultimate sadness of, of, of hearing the news. I mean, and it's sports, you know, you're not going to have a player usually these days, especially not have a player stick around for his whole career, but you kind of felt that was going to be AJ. Yeah. I, I always thought he was, I thought he was the guy. I thought he was our, our Paolo Maldini. Yeah. I said it several times. I thought he was the guy where, especially in MLS, it's such a rarity, especially in MLS where, where players move so often and so quickly to have a guy who doesn't want to go abroad. I, I, I don't know. Maybe AJ wanted to go abroad. But to have a guy who's not pushing for a transfer here or a transfer there or or trying to hop on you know the team of the moment or trying to flip himself out to Europe, I mean a guy who bought a house in l a as a as an athlete who wants to stick around and wants to be here, you know who wants to play obviously um as as any any athlete would want to play as much as possible in their prime years, and it's better than the options that are playing ahead of him um it's so rare to get someone who seems dedicated, 
from the beginning to the end. More so in many, in many times, more so than the captain of the team, more so than the vice captain of the team, more so than the head coach, more so than club presidents who came and gone since he's been here. To see a guy who is without question the most dedicated man in the organization get flipped for nothing, for nothing. I mean, it's, it's reprehensible. It is, it's unbelievable. It's disgraceful. And I've been a fan of this team for a long time. And I know people who've been a fan of this team even longer. I have dedicated years of my life to this organization. And I've, I've been here through 06 and 07 and 08 when we were awful, when we tried flipping the team to Beckham and his people. I've been here during Rude Hulett, who didn't practice free kicks because we had Beckham. I've been here during Landon kind of wanting to go to Everton and kind of wanting to see if he was still good enough for Germany. I've never been more embarrassed of this organization than I am today. I've never been as embarrassed of this organization as I am today. From top to bottom. From Phil Anschutz, who, knew, who knows nothing about it, knows absolutely nothing about it. To Dan Beckerman, who probably knows about it, just doesn't know that the fans care all that much. To Chris Klein, who you know knows how much the fans care about AJ. To Pete Fiennes, who might be a scapegoat as the new GM. To Kurt Anolfo, who has no business being where he is. Top to bottom. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing to support the LA Galaxy today. I still do. It's, it's, it's the abusive relationship of my life. And it always will be. Because this, as horrible as this is, it's not enough for me to flip allegiances to somebody else. And if, if that's your mentality, then you know what? You, you always had a, a number. You always had a price that, you, that, that someone could meet where you were willing to go. And I can't understand you for that. That's, that's, that's not something that I've ever really been able to get. Um, but any fan who is disgusted with the organization, any fan that wants a refund on their season tickets, I hope the Galaxy understand. I really, really hope they do. And I'm not sure that they do. I hope the Galaxy understands. People want a refund on their season tickets for a backup center back. For someone who doesn't expect to start every game. And fans don't expect to start every game. But it was a pillar of your organization. And you did them dirty. That's what I have to say. Oh, man. I'm just like uh, sitting back and I mean, I, I just hearing you, I just, I, there's no way, better way I can say it, you know, just the, the sheer disgust that I feel for this club right now. And there have been times where I've absolutely hated this team for what it's done on and off the field. But this, I mean, this takes it, this takes everything I've had to be, you know, I've, we've gone We've not only from a fan's perspective, oh, like, oh, yeah, you know, AJ is a, is a fan favorite, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You know, we've gone through joy with him. We've gone through absolute despair with him and his family with Luca. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've ever cried for another man's child, you know? Did you see that Amy got the uh, Luca Knows Heart tattoo? Yeah, I saw that. One of our friends, uh, she, a friend, uh, well, she's part, and she's Lars, you know, Lars member. Um, she got Ed, the, uh, yeah. 
I'm gonna hit my mute for a second. Um, if you could just take over for a little bit, I'll be yeah, right yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our our you know good friend and 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 Lars member, Amy, uh, you know she's moving up to to Washington and on her last uh, you know one of her last visits she she goes and gets a tattoo of of the Luca nose style heart the heart with the cross in it. Um, you know this is how much AJ and his family have meant to us. You know, on a personal level of of meeting Megan, uh, meeting AJ, and just seeing, you know, how much love they have for this city, how much love they had for the people of the city, how much they had love for us fans. It went beyond a player and fan relationship. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. And it just, I mean, I have no words to describe how much. I've loved their family and I just I'm in awe of how strong those people are to to be able to bounce back from such a tragedy in their life. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And just I do it. Yeah, I mean, I I I look at them and I'm like, you know, it's 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 incredible. Yeah. They and, were uh, you know. And like I said, it's just it was just more than a fan player relationship. He yeah. went out of his way to to you know to be the guy who took photos with fans and, and interact with fans online and, and on social media. And I uh, mean, if I, if I, if I can speak to that, um, I texted him yesterday and he responds to me. Not doesn't treat me like I'm some crazy stalker. Um, he's, he's just a, he's a genuine guy. He's a genuine, nice guy. Um, uh, you know, he, he let me know. I hope he's okay with me um, speaking on this because I'm going to try. Um, he, te- he sent me a, a DM on Twitter when he found out because he didn't want me to find out on Twitter. Just a fan, just a fan of him and a fan of his family and a fan of the galaxy. He made sure I didn't find, I didn't read it on Twitter from Baxter or Serrano or the galaxy's page. Um, what do you say about that? What do you say? How do you, how, how do you feel anything but heartache? Um, when someone who's been a part of the galaxy is a big part of all of our lives. And the, and AJ has been the biggest part of the galaxy for what, since 2009. Yeah. How do you feel anything except heartbreak? Um, seeing how he got done, you know, and I guess it's like, that kind of speaks like to a bigger issue with, with just the league itself, where you have a guy who's dedicated himself eight years to a team, and then can be uprooted, without his knowledge, without ever even asking the guy, hey, you know, we might be needing to move you on, um, you know, what would you feel about that, or how would you, you know, what would you say? Nothing. Yeah. You can you can literally uproot a player and be like, hey, we're sending you here. We're sending you here, and that's it. And that's it. You have no say in this. Yeah. And look, and, and obviously the transfer system around the world has gotten kind of crazy um, with players kind of demand. I think it's happening right now in West Ham with uh, Payet. And, um, apparently it was happening with Diego Costa at Chelsea. I, I don't know anything about that. Uh, maybe we can figure out a way where there's a middle ground. Uh, the NHL seems to do a, a pretty decent job of it where players, you know, have no trade clause or no movement clauses or you have to give a certain amount of teams you're willing to move to, but maybe we can do something. 
so that uh, this isn't happening. Just on a human level, man. Like it puts, but it puts it into reality, and I think you you see it more in in MLS because you know a couple years ago, league minimum was seventeen thousand seven hundred bucks. Oh, it's like wasn't it like fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, it was. You know, you and, and this is for uh, for roster players. Yeah, for guys who might play week in week out. Professional athletes. Julian Julian Valentin was sharing a room with a was sharing an apartment with a Chivas USA player because there was no money. So I think we see it more. Um, we're, you know, we pay more attention to it because these guys aren't, you know, millionaires. These guys, you're not moving from one spot to another and making $60 million like yeah. you might in, in major league baseball. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's pretty cold. It's and, pretty cold and it's pretty heartless. And that's when I see these statements from Klein and, and Pete where they say, Oh, and, and, you know, it was a tough decision to make and, you know, we love AJ. Da, da, da. Don't come. Don't come at me with that, because you don't respect somebody if you don't. If you don't come to them man to man, and talk to them like about you know what you're, what you're thinking of or what you're dealing with, in terms of 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 player roster moves. Especially I, a man, a man who's given eight years of his life, dedicated to a team and dedicated to everything around surrounding the community, surrounding sure. with the fans. Don't come at me with saying that, oh, you know, it was a tough decision. And it makes Look, our I'm, team flexible. Don't come at I, I just. I'm sure it was tough. I'm sure it was hard. Um, I, I can't imagine that someone would do it easily. I hope not. I mean, you, you have to be a monster. Um, I hope no one can, can uproot a man and his family, you know, easily. With that said, Pete Vianis, who I loved, who I, I probably I still like a lot as as a person I've met him I've met him a few times and uh, he's always been kind to me um, as a as a GM you lied to every fan of this team when you got interviewed and you said we're building around our core AJ's coming back when AJ was someone you listed as Giassi as McBean as Geo when you were listing players that were coming back your core you listed AJ De La Garza. And you lied to everyone. You flat out lied. And if if you're if you're okay with that, if if as a fan you've made your peace with that, look, we all know executives have to lie. We all know general managers have to lie. Um, that was an unnecessary lie for someone who, you know, with all due respect to AJ, um, was a backup player. If you didn't list him, um, it wouldn't have been out of the norm. He's a backup center back, but you know why he listed him. He listed them because if he didn't, people would have asked why. And he didn't want people to ask why. And so as long as he's comfortable with that, and as long as you're comfortable with that, that's fine. Um, I would have trouble looking Pete Vianis in the eye the next time I saw him. Because I know he didn't lie directly to me, but he lied to me. Unnecessarily. So I'm sure it was hard. But lying to everyone seemed really easy. Yeah. And that that's the part that's difficult for me. I mean, I don't it's just difficult to I mean, obviously difficult to come with ter to terms with it and you know, you'll get you'll get that from uh, the detractors saying, Oh well, you know, it's sports, this thing's happened, da 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 and it's like, Yeah, that's true, I understand that. But you it can is still sport. Yeah, you can still and, and you know what, you can still approach it with a human capacity yeah 
you know, these guys aren't robots. You got your the front office, they're not robots. Mm-hmm. They might be shills at times. You know, we we all go through life sometimes uh you know, being someone's uh you know, underling. Mm-hmm. But a man who's dedicated everything he's got every time he stepped on that field, on and off the field, dedicated, you know, his time to the fans, to the people he loved. Yeah. To come at him and just disrespect him with uprooting his family. And like you said, bought a house. Bought a house. Bought a house. You know, you, you're not going to buy a house somewhere without the understanding that you're not, you're not staying there, you know? Yeah. I mean, the expectation, I, I would have to imagine for him, was I'm here. I'm the guy. Um, and you got to imagine he's had conversations with the guys at the front office. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. come on. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, he knew. You know, and he, it, he it, knew he he knew he knew that their plan was to keep him. And we all know that. It was we like all a, day, know a, that. a day or two before the you know the trade was announced, you know, you get that tweet like, all right, getting back to work, you know? Yeah. Gotta get to work. Someone who, who doesn't know that he's not gonna gotta, be someone who knows gotta, he's not gonna be here doesn't tweet yeah. that out. I got I gotta get to work. I gotta make sure my defense is tight so that I can fix all of the mistakes that they make. So I can fix the next bad designated player that Chris Klein signs. That's what I got to do. I got to get to work. So that the team that I played for longer than Klein, that, so that, that we're set. I got to get to work. Love it. Love it. You, I mean, you told me, you told me before we started, because I've, for the most part, I've done my best to avoid any of the nonsense the Galaxy has had to say in the last couple of days. Um, you know, a few of them notwithstanding. Um, that AJ's appearance record matches up with with Hall of Famers, Wall of Legends fame players. Um, I mean, you have he you have five guys in the entire history of our team who have appeared more than two hundred times for this this club. Who are those? I'm, I'm gonna give you these okay. names. I'm gonna give you the names. So you have Kobe Jones, obviously. All right. Yeah. Landon Donovan. Okay. Kevin Hartman. Okay. Cien Fuegos. Okay. That uh, fifth guy, AJ De La Garza. Yeah. Look at that and group of players, man. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal group. It is. It's all the players. Whenever you're making a list of the greatest Galaxy players in history, those are the names that pop up, right? If you ask somebody who's your top five, uh, uh, who's your who's your top five Galaxy players all time, you're gonna get Kobe. You're going to get Landon. Occasionally you get Kevin Hartman. And I, I, I don't think he gets the credit due, obviously. Um, but occasionally you get, you get Gato uh, and you get, you get Cienfuegos, right? Right. I mean, 90%, oh, of, right, the t- right? 90% of the time you're going to have at least three, four of those guys. Unless somebody's busting balls. Those guys are on 95% of, uh, of your list. Right. Exactly. Right. Can yes. I real I quick? Completely agree. Super fast as a, as a, as a professional athlete. Not as an amateur, not as someone learning, as a professional athlete, right? Kobe Jones, Darby County. Landon Donovan, Ever, uh, Everton, Byron Leverkusen, um, uh, what's the other one? Byron Munich. Kevin Hartman, Dallas, Seattle. Cienfuegos, uh, Rossing Jr., uh, Morelia, Le- Santos Laguna, bunch of other teams, right? AJ De La Garza. One. One. That's what they threw away. 
thrown away. There's your one club man. For the legends that this team has had, there's your one club man. They better be right. Whatever they end up doing, it better be a home run. They better be right. Because you don't have this anywhere else on the field. Yeah, Jossie. You got Jossie, who is rumored to, to be going away every other six every six months or the next time the Galaxy find another uh, a DP of the moment that might fill a spot. But as of right now, we got Jossie. That is a professional, only ever played with the Galaxy. McBean, going on loan to Coventry City. I guess it doesn't count. But we'll see. We'll see where he goes this season. How he does. Villarreal has already left. Gone somewhere else. So we'll see. Because, uh, People with records like AJ don't come around every year. You know, you don't get a player who's been with your organization for seven or eight years in a league that's 20 years old. You don't get that every day. No. So I hope they're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty much the sentiment of all the fans right now or all the ones who, who liked him. Like too. Like DJ, you know? I mean, is there, is there, I, I would argue he is the most universally loved player on the, in, in, at least at the organization today. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. At least the organization th- as of today. I think you, 90, 99% of people are going to, are going to agree with you. Because even if you, if you had an issue, we've got some people in the riot squad. Even if you had an issue with how he was on the field, um, decisions he made here or there, which, which I found, and granted I'm biased, I'll be the first to admit it. I found most people who judged individual mistakes or moments for AJ that were bad um, and, and they have their idea of a replacement usually didn't take into account the individual moments that were bad or the mistakes of the person they wanted to replace him with. Right. Even with that said, if you had an issue with how he performed on the field, I challenge you to find someone who didn't like him as a person, who didn't like him as a man. I challenge you of that. No, I completely agree. Or that of you, I should say. No, I completely agree. I don't think you're going to find anybody who's going to have a bad word about him. You know, personal-wise, you know. 125000 in TAM. 50000 in, in GAM. I just hope it works. Yep. That's, that's what you've given up for a person who bled, you know, the colors of your team. But, you give up for, for imaginary money that's going to help you sign well, some other caps- players... That, it's a move for cap space. Yeah, that's going to help you. You know, who knows? Who you know? You're gonna you're the unknown variables, of course, when you bring in new players. Mm-hmm. But you had the known variable sitting yeah. on your bench. Well, the thing is, you can't. There is no. There isn't a dollar. There's not an amount of money you can put on what you had in AJ De La Garza. You can't buy that. You can't buy time. You can't buy dedication. You can't buy heart. No. You can't buy. You can't purchase those things. So what was it? Two hundred thousand he was making. I I don't even want. I I can't look at the players' union uh, salary rating uh, numbers right now, because if I look at those, I'm going to see some player that doesn't deserve that same amount of money who's either making it or making more. So I I I, I don't even look right now. Um, but I assure you, what you got out of him, at least from a marketing standpoint, what we certainly took advantage of, um. You don't you you don't get it for the amount of money he was making every year. You don't get it for the cap space that you're clearing to sign whichever, to sign whomever, mm-hmm. whomever it is. 
but I hope they're flexible now. So they're good. They're flexible. Who doesn't love flexibility? Yeah. Everybody loves flexibility. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up a little bit, but let me, you have, uh, uh, like a favorite AJ moment. Um, I have a, a on field favorite AJ moment and I have a personal favorite AJ moment. All right. Let's hear him. Uh, on field. And I, I, I've, I've repeated it a lot and I, I don't think he gets near enough credit for it. Um, my favorite on-field AJ moment was the assist that he made to Beckham in the 2011 MLS Cup final. If you look at the video, the Galaxy play, or if you look at you know a GIF file or a GIF or whatever it's called, that'll get posted from the game-winning goal uh, at the 2011 MLS Cup final. You see Beckham to Keen to Landon past Tally Hall in the net. Everybody goes crazy. Um, if you go back two seconds before that, you'll see AJ makes this beautifully curled. You, the, probably the best pass I've ever seen from him. Beautifully curled left foot little chip up to Beckham. Beckham takes the ball because he's wide open because AJ is a smart enough defender to be surrounded by attackers and still find the open man who can outlet uh, the rest of the play. But AJ makes this beautiful chip up to Beckham. Uh, Beckham plays it right into Robbie. Robbie collects, cuts back in, passes it to Landon. Landon takes a shot and the wait's over. That's my favorite on-field AJ Delegarza moment. Um, personally, personally gets kind of hard um, because him 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 sending me that message the other day uh, was was great. Um, when I asked him if he wanted to be on our show, um, his response was anytime. Just let me know what you need, um, which is a, a great answer for someone who really has no need or cause to give me a second of time um, outside of just being a good dude. Um, those are great. Uh, he and I had a bet when we played FIFA online. Um, and if I beat him, I would win his jersey. And sure sure enough, at the next home game, man walked over, took his jersey off, and it's my favorite game-worn jersey that I have. I've got a AJ, a Sean Franklin, uh, Alan Gordon and a and a Beckham jersey. AJ's game worn is is my favorite jersey bar none. Um, but my my absolute favorite would have to be when we awarded Luca De La Garza the Lars Player of the Year. Um, and I texted him and asked if what he would think about this, and he thought it was beautiful. And he said it meant a lot to his family, which was what we were trying to do. Um, we were trying to show two people during what was part of the darkest, had to have been the darkest period of their life um, that we were with them because it said a lot. It's, it's people always say like, you're not alone. I'm here for you. You know, I'm, I'm here with you. We're suffering with you. And then they go back onto their life. But we, we tried to do something to show them, Hey, you're in our thoughts past, you know, when we're just talking past when we say, AJ, we love you. Megan, we love you. Luca knows heart. We're with you. We wanted to make sure that they understood every time they, they walked past Luca's room or every time they, they saw the trophy or every time they saw, you know, the gas mask logo from Lars that, Hey, we think about you and we're with you and we're still with you. Um, you know, that's probably my favorite moment. Um, anything involving, uh, Luca De La Garza being a, a Lars player of the year um, because they they all deserved it 
just for getting up every day. They deserved it. So I'm going to, I'm going to mute myself again. So, <laughs> um, what were your favorite moments, sir? Um, you know, just like, you know, what you said, you know, I, I, I think one of my favorite moments is just him and his family being, being strong in their, in their darkest time. And, and I think us, everyone coming together and just showing how much, you know, we've all cared for him and he cares for us. I, I just, I have no words to describe how much we've been impacted by their, their lives. And, and I just want to say to AJ, you know, if we by any chance you, if you ever listen to this, maybe Chris can, can uh, forward that to you. Um, there will probably never be a player that'll affect people's lives like you have. See, I don't have a mute button like you do, so I can't mute it right now. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm coming back as you're as you're losing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are on top of a very short list of greatest Galaxy players in history, without question, without doubt. I will never question again whether I put Kobe Jones or Landon Donovan at the top of that list. You are the greatest Galaxy player in the history of our club. And we th- we all thank you. Stick around to hear uh, the voicemails, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. We have been the Riot Squadcast. Thank all right. you. All right, buddy. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Rick. Um, calling from Berlin, Germany, and uh, I when I'm in LA during the season, I stand with Lars, and for most of the time, I've been going to games and watching games from over here. Uh, AJ has been just a fixture, and it's gonna be really, really sad to watch the team line up in the new season without him. It just ain't gonna feel right. I assumed until the moment I heard the trade that he was gonna retire with the team. And you know, I don't want to pass judgment too soon on the front office, but it's it doesn't sit right with me. And uh, I the, the that their decision doesn't. I mean, the opinion I have for AJ himself is I really hope that he has continued success just goes from strength to strength and he will be warmly welcomed back to LA when he visits with his new team as far as I'm concerned even though it's Houston and uh, um, um, you know I'm looking forward to him having an awesome rest of the career and I'm sorry that his departure from the galaxy had to be this way thanks a lot Hey guys, it's uh, Luis from LA. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Keep up the good work. Um, about AJ, I mean, what can what can we say? You know, the guy was an institution. We drafted this kid. We developed him. Become a regular. Saw him become a champion. And then we also saw, you know, the personal tragedy that occurred with Little Luca a couple of years back. Uh, I always likened him to uh, somebody like Gil Hodges at the Brooklyn Dodgers, yeah? Uh, a blue-collar guy, a guy who was not pretentious. He wasn't a – he wouldn't big league you, you know. You talk to him, he talked to you like if you were, you know, a friend of his. 
be personable, and he made that connection to the fans, to us, uh, very personal, very meaningful one. And I think that's what I'm going to miss personally. Uh, you know, my little brother, he loved him, and, you know, he was on the verge of crying when he heard about the trade, when he told him. Uh, but AJ, fucking class act, you know, through and through, and, uh, I mean, he's, he, he's always going to be one of us, and, uh, and there's nothing else to be said. And uh, just thank you guys for letting us, you know, call in and voice our, uh, you know, our feelings towards this guy. And anyways, have a good one. Hey there, everyone. This is Brian Jordan, former LA Galaxy man, two-time MLS Cup championship, and uh, I'm just calling in to pay tribute to my uh, my ex-teammate and uh, very good friend of mine, AJ De La Garza. But uh, wow, eight years, huh? You're getting old, man. No, I'm just kidding. I, first of all, I want to um, I want to congratulate him as it should be a positive thing even though we might not see it that way, as uh, he has new opportunity coming to him, and I know he'll represent Houston well. But um, overall, I think the feeling a lot of us feel is just bummed out. I know the other day when I got the text from him with the news, uh, I was sure bummed as I'm, you know, in this industry. You know, you change jobs or you change whatever that is. You're, you're going to a different team, new city. you got to uproot everything. But um, so, yeah, I share that. That same feeling with you guys, I'm bummed too. Um, I think why though is if we just look at what AJ embodies as a player and as a, a guy, you know, he just wears his heart on his sleeve every time he steps onto the field, and it was obviously a pleasure to uh, to share that feel with him. And um, you know, we never did separate too far from from field or off the field in the hotels. We always had our little our little clique, which was uh, awfully fun. Um, if you look at some of the things he's even uh, gone through with his personal life with Luca, I just it's so easy for me to see how um, people can get around a guy like him and and uh, and I don't know just what he what he brings to the table. I, I feel like with with the group we had. Uh, those years and just with social media just coming around at that time, AJ made it such a, a easy, easy thing for fans to even jump on a Twitter and just feel involved. He's always done so good with that. So it's uh, absolutely clear to me how, how how he's kind of established a family here in LA, especially with a lot of fans. And uh, I was just super happy to see that um, people get behind him with everything he's gone through and. It's amazing too how it didn't really let him uh, affect him on the field. He's he's always stepped up and played good all the time. So, with that being said, uh, I was looking through pictures through my phone the other day actually to post a Instagram post, and oh man, I have so many funny ones of you. It's crazy, dude. Uh, eventually, I'll have to I'll have to post some of these and let some people laugh at you. But uh, I do wish you the best in Houston. Um, I wanted to say. For sure, looking back at even uh, my time there with uh, Sean, AJ, uh, Hector, our little group, um, and the whole guys. I've even talked to Mike McGee about this. We had such an amazing team. And it's Brian Jordan again. I guess I got cut off my message too long, but AJ deserves two messages, I'll tell you that.
Um, so where I was leaving off is just the guys that I've checked back in with. I've even talked to Bruce, Mike McGee about this. But that uh, that group we had for those amount of years was very special. And I think everyone's coming to, to the time where we're really realizing that. So it was some of the best times of my life. That is a for sure thing. And, uh, yeah, so I wish AJ the best. Um, we always have those uh, funny memories. And uh, to Megan as well, you're like, um, I had the time to get to know you too. I love you to death, and uh, I love you guys for each other. So, best of luck to all of you guys moving over to Houston, and uh, I'm out. Zero zombie. What's up? It's Javi in Texas. I understand you guys are putting together a AJ tribute show, and I just want to give my shout out to AJ De La Garza. One of our cornerstone franchise players and all-around good man. Uh, you can never replace a player like this in the fans' hearts. Uh, there might be other performers. There might be other right backs but or center backs, but AJ is special because AJ equaled winning whenever he came in and consistently gave probably performed above his ability for for the badge so for for that aj has a special place in galaxy lore cool guys i'm out hey guys i just wanted to call in i know i'm going to be hard pressed to come at this with a different angle than anybody else who's listening or has been following along uh so i'm not going to take this opportunity to bitch about the organization or the missteps and how uh, we've stood idly by while they've invested in DPs with varying degrees of success. Um, You know, but guys, core guys like AJ are what make those gambles uh, sustainable in the long run. You know, you could have guys like Gerard on the team um, and no matter how ineffective they are, you need guys like AJ who are paid reasonably, uh, who are reliable and have been with the organization for 10 years. But, you know, when I was in L.A., I would have conversations with a lot of people who claim to be Galaxy fans and a lot of actual fans. And the barometer for determining who knew what they were talking about and who was just in it for the star power, the Dos Santos's, the Beckhams, the, the Donovans, <clears throat> and, yes, the Gerrards, were uh, the people who – acknowledge and knew uh, A.J. De La Garza. You know, guys like that who don't get all the attention, who don't get all the glitz and glamour, and don't command a high salary. Uh, you know, and it's going to be discussed here. There was no logical reason for him to be moved. I, I don't care what the organization says. None of their explanations so far make sense. Uh, you know, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's tough. It really is. Uh, and it's hard to take as someone who's been a fan of this club for 10 years, you know, two years before he was in the organization. But that's about it. I'm going to ramble at this point. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Take it easy. Hey, this is Francis calling from Sanctuary, California. I just wanted to say thanks, AJ, for all the memories, all the championships. And I'm not saying exactly goodbye because in soccer you never know. but. Thank you, man. Really. 
Hey, Ed and Zero. It's uh, Josh Gessman. I wanted to call in and, and talk a little bit about AJ. Um, you know, I think I said it on Twitter that uh, as a journalist, as a reporter, it's always difficult to uh, keep your distance from players and still get to know them as well. And with AJ, that's probably the uh, the most difficult thing because he's so open and inviting. And, uh, you know, just for our show and what he was able to do with us, one of the first real players, uh, first starters we ever had on the show, and he came on the show so many times over the past years, I, I haven't even been able to count him yet. But um, just a, a consummate professional on the field, uh, a guy who gave 100% every single game, a guy who was genuinely, genuinely disappointed every time the LA Galaxy lost. And if they didn't win an MLS Cup, he, he, I think he felt all that weight on his shoulders. This is a guy who, um, you know, would fight and battle for the Galaxy every single day um, in practice, you know, in training, in the games, in a scrimmage, in a short, in a small fighting game, you know, in, in soccer tennis, the guy was just a competitor, but just with with a heart of gold. And and his whole family um, is just you know a treasure to the LA Galaxy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Megan, Noel, Luca, uh, they're all just just amazing people. Um, you know, just just an amazing group of people with AJ at the helm there. Um, so. I think Galaxy lose something that, quite honestly, can never be replaced. And that's not anything new for the Galaxy, losing Landon Donovan, losing Robbie Keane. I mean, you know, those are guys you're never going to be replaced. But with AJ, um, I don't know that you would ever have a better representative of this LA Galaxy team than AJ Delagarza. So uh, once a G, always a G, I think is how it goes. Um, and uh, he'll be missed from... The reporter's side, just because he was always available, always ready to talk to us, didn't matter whether it was a uh, a positive or a negative. And, uh, and from a fan's perspective, and, and something I can definitely relate to, um, he was a guy who bled for your club, who, who embodied everything, every, every trophy was his, every win was his, every loss was his. Uh, that, that's who AJ Delgado was. So Houston gets a great defender. Um, a guy who I think uh, is is going to have still many years to come in the league. There's no uh, no stopping AJ Delgado for a very long time, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, thanks for everything, AJ. Uh, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll all get to catch up with him again soon. You know how these things go. He might be back on the LA Galaxy before we before we know it. At least that's my hope. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Always enjoy it. Hey, fellas, what's shaking? Brendan Hannon from the LA Galaxy and StubHub Center. Uh, I've been asked by my good friend Zero Cool to call in and leave a message about LA Galaxy uh, and Houston Dynamo defender A.J. De La Garza. Um, I, I guess it's hard to, to start. Uh, A.J. is someone who's certainly been uh, the heart of this club and I think has and will always be a big part of uh, what the LA Galaxy is. <coughs> Some of the things that are tough for our job and our business is that sometimes uh, players end up leaving. Um, we all have uh, relationships, I think, whether it's as fans or people who work closely with them. Um, you sort of build this great affinity for uh, these guys, and, and everyone wants to see them do well. Uh, in this instance, it's certainly tough to, to see A.J. leave. Uh, but I think it sometimes comes down to what is best for uh, the club and, and, and the player. And I think that A.J. leaving is, is certainly uh, a huge bummer. But uh, I don't think that folks would have done it if they didn't think that it would uh, make the Galaxy better. Uh, all of that said, on a personal side, um, and as someone who I've worked 
closely with the last three and a half years. Uh, there are a few uh, people better than uh, A.J. De La Garza. He was someone that uh, I got along really well with, and it's nice in a locker room of professional athletes for you to be able to have those guys that you can count on, uh, those guys that, you know, give you hell, but also uh, know what you're going through and, and help you out. Uh, AJ's the type of guy who uh, can laugh at you, but he can also laugh with you. Um, certainly, <clears throat> we've been through a lot, whether that was uh, winning MLS Cups or uh, the challenge of of him and, and Megan's uh, life around Luca De La Garza and everything that w they went through from that. Uh, so it was, it was a tough call um, when you have to call AJ and let him know that, uh, that you'll be announcing this press release. And um, I know that Pete and Chris had already talked to him at that point, but um, he's someone who's certainly been a, a friend of, of mine and a friend of every LA galaxy supporter. Uh, and every Galaxy fan near and wide. Uh, so he'll be a guy that, that will be missed. Um, and, and I uh, look forward to, you know, continuing my relationship with AJ. And I think that uh, he will do well in Houston. And uh, I know that he wishes nothing but the best for uh, this club because uh, this club has certainly been family to him. Um, so uh, as he departs and, and as you guys record this, I guess to close, um, it should just be noted that AJ is one of the finest people around, and I wish him nothing but the best. And I know that what he would want is for this club to go on and succeed, and we wish him the best of luck as he moves to Houston. And he will always be a part of the Galaxy family and a part of our club, and I can't wait to see what he does down there. And we wish him all the best. Thanks for having me, guys. Hope all is awesome. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Fredo. I'm not happy about AJ leaving. No AJ, no clean sheet. And Bruce was a bum for not trusting AJ last season. And Chris and Pete are even worse now. I don't care if we get Rooney or Chicharito. The team needs heart, and AJ was that. I love him, and it's going to suck seeing him play against us. Bad. Damn it. Come on, Galaxy. Uh, yeah, this message is for Mr. A.J. De La Garza. I just want to say on behalf of uh, the Twig family, thanks for all your years of service uh, to the Galaxy. Really enjoyed watching you. Um, good luck going forward. Um, I think your dedication was unmatched in uh, on the field as well as off the field for our club. Um, and it made you what, such a fan favorite, you know, or, or especially a, a Riot Squad uh, favorite. Um, I think what we'll remember most about number 20 is uh, the nonstop heart that you showed. Um, AJ knows heart. <laughs> Luca knows heart. Go Terps. Benny and BBVG. See you, man.